about to step between the ropes and rumble with the guys from Call It On Air podcast. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share the podcast. Welcome everybody back to another episode of Call It On Air podcast. This is episode eight. So we're close to hitting double digits. Uh, we've already hit over 100 downloads off the last pretty much seven, I guess. Uh, so how y'all doing today? Eh, hot, storming, you know, great time I mean- to be alive. I'm enjoying listening to you try to do math. Episode eight, um, last set to eight minus one seven. There you go. You want to go ahead and get it out the way now, Fox CenturyLink? <laughs> I'm not yet. They're working right now, but give it about five minutes. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else we got. Uh, hundred downloads, like I said, and. A thank you to the Sprechensee Deutsch population. Yes, that whole... Apparently 2% of our listeners are in Germany. And 100% are female in the age range of 35 to 44. Didn't you say 100% of them were on Earth, too? Yeah, if you back it out enough, it says 100 Well, holy shit. Nobody we need to work on, your, on that. Yeah, nobody on Uranus is listening. <laughs> I don't believe the 100% female part, but okay. I don't either. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. I want a single female talk to me, but 100% of listening to me in Germany? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that makes sense. All I know is it's got a little saying right here. It says female, 100%. Male, zero. Non-binary, zero. Not specified, zero. And then the next chart over is 100% of them are 35 to 45 years of age. And I'm not telling y'all's age. That's Spotify that's doing that. So don't get mad at us. And if you do, where can they send the emails to? I think it's call it on air podcast at gmail.com. That sounds about right. To any of these so-called German females out there, if you are actually listening to this, email us. I don't believe you exist. Email us. I'm calling bullshit. You exist. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit. Can you, send can pictures. You, can you say that in German? Um, I can the bullshit? I don't know. <laughs> so it, it's all over the news as we record this uh, and that being said the hot topic over the last few days here has been rumors of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk signing with AEW what do y'all think about that? I don't see any reason for Daniel Bryan to sign with AEW I, unless he just wants some kind of creative control um, that's, that's, that's the only way I see him doing it. And as far as CM Punk goes, I, you know, I was a fan of CM Punk when he was on TV, uh, enjoyed watching him back from ring of honor all the way through WWE. And as far as he's concerned, I, I don't know that it, that he's coming back. He's just going to play with your emotions and work, work the people like, like he's, like he's been doing for the last however long since he's been gone. Now, Daniel Bryan, from the rumors I've heard that he had a neck injury, and that's why the WWE wouldn't let him perform in-ring. 
And it might be, you know, like some of the old school guys from back in our time. It, you know, WWE wouldn't let them in the ring, so they would go to WCW at the time and be able to get in the ring there. Well, the thing with that is, is that he came back from that injury already. He's already been cleared. He went to all the medical professionals, et cetera, et cetera, and, and got cleared to come back and be in the WWE ring and cleared by WWE Medical. Now, he did his little run, and I think uh, a couple pay-per-views ago, um, maybe even WrestleMania was the last time he was seen. Uh, he, he wrestled as, as, as late as WrestleMania this year. I thought he lost uh... – a retirement match, a career match, or a band from SmackDown match, or something to Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Yeah, I think that was like the week after WrestleMania. Oh, okay. All right. You see how yeah. well I pay attention. Yeah. Because I know at WrestleMania, it was Roman, Edge, and Daniel in a three way. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, Roman took that. So I don't know. In my opinion, I don't see why anybody signs with AEW. But Daniel Bryan, Sam Punk, anybody else? I mean, I mean they, uh, they have so many tools, and they have they have a lot of great workers. There. They got a lot of shit workers, but they got a lot of great workers there too, and they have a lot of great wrestling minds there. Well, they can go down there and make a shit ton of money and fuck off, you know. And it's that's all well, they're doing. I mean, that uh, they've already made a shit ton of money, both of them. True. I don't see why you got to go to Florida to fuck off. You can fuck off anywhere. <laughs> I've been fucking off in Virginia for years. Can we fuck off in Germany? Um, yeah, just don't let them be the first roller coaster, and you'd be good then. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, no, I just don't get it. I mean, outside looking in, which is what all of these people are that are being signed into it. I don't see why any. Anybody that actually wants to be a professional wrestler and wants to do professional wrestling work, I don't see why they go to AEW or the WWE for that matter. But oh, this conversation is about AEW. But, I mean, they have so many tools and so much potential, and they just don't use any of it. The people that know the least about wrestling and have the least amount of business being in wrestling are the ones who are writing the show, running the show, and everything like that. And I get Tony Khan's foot in the bill, so if he wants to have a say in what's going on, then he gets to have a say in what's going on. But if you're going to hire all these people that have this wrestling knowledge, this wrestling experience, use them. It's the equivalent of hiring like the world's greatest brain surgeons, which I'm not – well, I guess I am comparing brain surgery to wrestling, but it's just for the amount of experience. It's like hiring the world's greatest brain surgeons to empty bedpans in the background on General Hospital. So. Isn't Jake Roberts there? Yeah, but they have Jake Roberts. They have Tom. they have Jim Ross. They have um, Jerry Lynn. They have Dean Malenko. They have Dustin Rhodes. They got a shit ton of people with a shit ton of experience and knowledge and skills. And they're all working backstage, right? Um. I know Malenko and Lynn are supposed to be agents or producers or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like the old saying goes, it's it's hard to make, you know, a chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know. Speaking of chicken shit. <laughs> Where's last, this going? This going to be entertaining. Last, yeah. <laughs> You're going to like his transition. Our last episode, we had talked about that Nick Gage. 
and he has showed up in AEW now and is scheduled to wrestle Chris Jericho in a no disqualification match. But did you do the quote fingers when you said scheduled to wrestle Chris Jericho? No, no, I didn't. Well, God damn. I might actually purchase that pay-per-view or wait till it comes out on YouTube just to see. It's not a pay-per-view. And, it's coming on TV like Wednesday night, isn't it? Yes. Oh, well. Hmm. I, I would hope that as soon as that Nick Gage screws up and Chris Jericho just beats the shit out of him. But he won't. Put him in there with Stephen Williams or Regal or whatever his name is. Close. That's close. Well, Steve Williams is dead, but that's close. I don't know. I've just lost all hope for professional wrestling, basically. So I'm like, why is anybody signing anywhere for any reason anymore? Which that's real good since I'm on a wrestling podcast. That's real good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just, I'm, you know, I, I like AEW. They had, they had such a great opportunity. They were going to portray it more. I mean, in their own words, it was going to be more sports area, more sports oriented, you know, a more sports based, a more professional wrestling. And it's not. They're just doing the same shit, just worse. It, it, it is more sports oriented if you count uh, gymnastics as a sport. I don't. I mean, that's. <laughs> Uh, since starting this podcast, I've tried to, you know, I catch some of this stuff on TV or whatever, and I've tried to watch it, and I get like two minutes in, and they get to talking, or they get to doing these flips and this and that, and it's, that's not wrestling. Click them. Now change it. I mean, I've tried watching it, and every once in a while, I'll go, oh, that was good. Oh, that's good, too. Oh, wait, never mind. They fucked it up. You know? It's kind of... It's kind of in the same vein as Caden was saying a minute ago about CM Punk, how he doesn't think he's actually going to come back. He's just going to keep, you know, fucking with people, fucking with your emotions, giving you a little bit, get your hopes up, and then taking your fucking knees out, you know? It's kind of the same thing. You watch AW, oh, that's good. Oh, that's, oh, never mind. Fuck. You awake over there, Caden? Yes, I'm awake. What you doing? <laughs> Listening to y'all talk. Ah, you don't like yourself very much, then, do you? <laughs> Are you a, a Nick Gage fan, and that's why you don't have any input? No, I not not at all. Um, I don't know enough about the guy, to be honest with you. The only thing I know is what I've seen on the the documentaries on on uh, you know the one that was uh, what's his name David Arquette did, where they showed the match, and then. The documentary they did on him on the on the other TV show, um, of the Rain. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't know anything about the guy. You know, I really don't. Yeah, I had honestly never heard of him until the Dark Side of the Ring episode stuff come up, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" Right. Yeah, how did he get his own episode? I guess damn near dying next to a ring in the middle yeah. of a cornfield. Yeah, that. Yeah, between that and robbing a bank without a mask, I guess that's what you know, ranks you your own episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Because that seems to be like the big selling points on his story. Which, hey, I mean, fuck it. More power to him. If AEW is stupid enough to fucking bring him in and give him a payday, take that fucking payday, 
I would say take it to the bank, but he's probably not allowed back there. But still, just take you know, take that fucking payday. Do you think they direct deposit for him? It's probably in cash. Cash, small, unmarked, non-denominations. Well, keeping on with the lousy wrestling, and we've talked a few times over the last few podcasts about tag team wrestling. Somebody had sent in a message about the top 10 worst tag teams to get title shots. And some of these, I honestly, I've never heard of. I didn't know they were a tag team. Some of them, yeah, and I didn't think they were that bad. Uh, number 10 is the Highlanders. I was going out of wrestling as they were coming onto the scene, so I never really watched them. Did, did either of you? Not really. Who, who, was, who were they? The yeah, only I thing remember. I remember about them is they got fired because one of them was in the crowd on the impact tape. I think you're right. That's all I remember about the Highlanders. Uh, Robbie and Roy McAllister is what they were billed as. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Uh, Number nine. <laughs> the Executioners. The only execution I remember is... Um, when they brought Terry Gordy into WWE as the executioner. Well, it says here it was uh, Dwayne Gill, the Gilbert guy, and Barry Hardy. Hmm. Is that Matt and Just Dad? I think so, yeah. Okay. Number eight. Lowdown. Who? That's, Lowdown. That's on. Um, that's, uh, it's got d I came out who the other one is. D'Lo and Chaz from Headbangers. And they had them in like turbans and all like that. I I don't even remember that either. I don't. I've always liked D'Lo Brown. I thought he was a hell of a worker. Where'd you, yeah. know you get this list from? Somebody sent it in. I don't know. What the hell? I'll, it's a link to it. It's an article. If it's one of the female German listeners, then you might be translating it wrong. I might be. It's it's got pictures, so that's what I'm going off of. Ah, oh, pretty pictures. There yeah. we go. I'm not reading this stuff. Uh, <laughs> Fuck reading, kids. Number seven is the fugitives' favorite tag team of all time, the New Midnight Express. I thought you were gonna say number seven is the fugitives. I was like, I wholeheartedly fucking agree. Fuck them. The fugitives' Fuck. favorite tag team. That was just an abortion of a fucking gimmick angle and everything to start with. I like Bob Holly and Bart Gunn separately, but there was no need for them to be the new Midnight Express. I agree. I think that was just Vince going, you know what? Fuck y'all. Everything y'all like, I'm going to flush it down the toilet for you. Number six. I vaguely (laughs) remember them. Uh, I think Jim Cornette brought them in for a couple shows or something. But I, I, I... Anyway, number six, uh, <laughs> Rhythm and Blues. Again, I, I like the Honky Tonk Man. He was entertaining, at least to me. Valentine, <laughs> black trunks, black boots type of deal. And they tried to spoof him up a little bit. but Spoof him up, huh? Yeah, shine him up a little bit. I... Uh. I don't think they lasted, what, that long, did they? No, they didn't. 
Number five is the heartthrobs. I have no idea who these two are. What are, the, what that, are their names? Because that sounds familiar. Uh, were they in Impact Wrestling? Is Antonio and Romo. Is that the one that, that they were like the backseat boys on the indies or something like that? And then we got an impact to change the name? The backseat boys sound like a North Carolina independent wrestler. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, yeah, it kind of fits. Yeah, that lasted 10 months in WWE, so. Are those in WWE? Okay, I was way wrong. That's not what I was thinking about there. Number four, the new Rockers. Is that Al Snow and Marty Jannetty? Marty Jannetty and was it Leaf Garrett? Leaf Cassidy? Yeah, Al Snow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Al Snow's, you know, he's, he's a good hand. Uh, nothing against him. Wasn't that his, like, first gimmick or something or second or – this was hell. We were still in high school. You old ass. You know, just by the way, your list is working great, Dustin. I know, right? <laughs> uh, three, I don't even think is a tag team. It, it, it's Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. What the hell? The less that can be said about Michael Cole is still not – Less enough. Well, he punked down JBL. So? Number two, <laughs> the Main Street Posse. Or Mean, mean Street Posse. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Main Street Posse. It might just be because I was a teenager at the time, and that was like the target demographic that they were shooting for. But I enjoyed the Main Street Posse. Did you, know? you dress like them? No. I ain't that white. I mean, I'm ate up with the Caucasian, but I'm not that white. <laughs> <laughs> ate up with the Caucasian. That's pretty good. I'm going to use that. You know, I mean, oh, they were good at their gimmick, and they sold it not. You know, I thought they worked well. I mean, yeah, at I, that I, time, yeah. I thought they were pretty cool, too. I mean, as a heel faction or fraction, it, it, I. They were good at getting heat, and yeah. I they better than some of these people on this list. Yeah, like the fugitives. Oh. And can anyone guess what the number one tag team was? So the number one tag team that was the worst to get a title shot. Um. Huh. I'm drawing a blank on a serious answer. Caden, you got anything? I don't. It was four of them in the group, but only two of them were known as Eight Ball and Skull. Headbangers? No, that was that's, oh, that's the biker game, the Disciples of the Apocalypse or something like that. Yeah. No, that was uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how that that was a good gimmick. I, I yeah, I thought that was a good gimmick, but because it was the Harris brothers and Brian Lee, and I can't remember who the other one was. Crush, Crush. That's right, Brian Lee and Crush, both by the way, still alive. Crush is not. Crush is not. Is he the one that's still alive? Fucking hell, I got it wrong again. <laughs> but apparently, it's, it's the Harris brothers was the tag team that they picked out of this group that. I mean, out of that group, Jerry Lowell and Michael Cole should have been number one. 
Yeah, I don't. Michael uh, Michael Cole has no business writing the word wrestling ring, much less being in one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I thought the disciples of apocalypse in DOA. I thought that was a good damn gimmick. It worked for that whole little gang faction war shit that was having between them and the nation and um, what was the Hispanic one called? The Los Bariquas or whatever. Burritos. No Bariquas. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't get that one. Some of them I see. Some of them it was like they're good hands. I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean out of that list, a thousand percent. Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole should have been number one. Were they? One, did they even ever have a tag team match? I thought they wrestled each other. That's what time. I thought. Well, I mean, I'm guessing if they're on the list, then yeah, because that was the title of the list. But I didn't I mean, actually I, recall it either. I mean, I don't, I don't remember them getting the title shot. I remember them wrestling each other. But other than that, it, is, is that how their angle started or something? Or like, are they teamed up for something and Cole? I turned on them with some shit. I don't oh, remember. let's see. Originally slated to be Lawler teaming with Jim Duggan to face uh, Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. for the tag team titles. There was a sudden change, and Michael Cole teamed up with the King. Lasted less than four minutes and featured no commentary. Okay. Lasted less than four minutes, which was five minutes too long. We've had a couple matches like yeah. I've had quite a few matches like that. I think it was one that all the three of us were in, and then Patrick at the. Which one was that? With the man. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, build me up, Buttercup. <laughs> but yeah, I'll I'll post a link to this whole article in the Facebook page, which you can look up. Call it on air podcast on Facebook to find it. Go ahead and like and share it with your friends too. I remember one match where you couldn't hit the ropes on one side of the ring because there was a tree there. Yeah, what? not me. I know. I, huh? I don't know nothing about that. How do you not know nothing about it, Cade? Because you're the one that got me booked on the show. You're the one that really? drove him down there. How the hell did I do that? Yeah, it was the one in the backyard where we had to get dressed in the shed and the basement was flooded with the do of all the wrestling figures and shit. There was a tree? Yeah, you couldn't hit the damn side <laughs> closest to the road because of the fucking tree. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I hated that match too. Because I wanted to... Because I had the idea, I was like, fuck it, just chuck me up in the goddamn tree. It'd be funny. <laughs> Number three. Oh, wait, no, we're done with the list. Come yeah, on. we're done with that. Number three <laughs> okay. was the Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole thing. That's why I remember that number. Look at that. <laughs> but speaking of, you know, it, worst tag teams and all, who, who was the wrestler that you felt was the most underrated that never got, you know, their title shot? Or mm. I know it, it's some people are saying, you know, Jake and Andre and, and Roddy Piper, the guys like that, they didn't need titles because they were their own entity. <laughs> they could survive without the, the quote unquote you know, title being a part of them. I still think Roddy Piper and Mr. Perfect both should have had a world title run. But they were just too damn good to not have it. Right. I mean, like Andre, he didn't need it because, you know, because of his gimmick, because of his aura, he didn't need the belt. And not saying Piper and Perfect needed it either, but 
It was just too damn good not to have a fucking run. I think if we're talking a little more modern, um, Nigel McGinnis is is one of those guys that really shouldn't have have has made it. Like he he had an injury, prevented him from coming into WWE. You know the the same time that Daniel Bryan came in and and lied about his injury. Um, I don't know if y'all seen that documentary or not, but you know if he would have had the same opportunity, um, I think he could have shown some some good quality in ring stuff and. You know, I, I, that was one of those missed opportunities based on an injury. So, yeah, I never saw that much of of Nigel McGinnis because he was in Ring of Honor, and I don't really watch Ring of Honor. Right. You know, but everything I heard about him and 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 the clips and shit I saw of him was great work and everything. And I'm I might be confusing him with somebody else, but didn't he have to end up retiring because he got hepatitis C or something like that? Um, I th- was that somebody else? I think it might have been somebody else, but I know okay, that right. that was uh, a Canadian guy, Hannibal. Huh. Never heard of. Him. He got it, Abdullah. Yeah, Nigel was uh, an injury oh, okay. that that uh, you know he he told WWE the truth, and when he told him the truth, they you know they didn't clear him to work. So you know that's the same time Daniel Bryan came in with with this, almost the same kind of injury lied about it, and then made it to TV. So he could have lied about it and made it to TV. I think that's about the time he went to TNA. That's right. He was in TNA. I did yes. see him in TNA. Yes, he was. He was good. I remember now. Scramble brains. But, I mean, if you get a chance, I'd, I'd go back and watch some of his ROH stuff. Very good matches. Very solid work. Some of the stuff you see him do is just – I mean, like, he's the first modern – that modern guy that you've seen doing the joint manipulation stuff with the fingers, the you know the the technical side of things, and and that's why I really got behind him, became a fan of his because of his technical side. I think the reason I never watched that much Ring of Honor because I always heard good stuff about it, and then when I finally got around to trying to watch it, it was after its heyday, and right. the people that were there weren't that great, so it kind of turned me off to it. Right. You know, but I've gone back and seen, you know, some of the older stuff of Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, CM Punk, you know, that era. And it and was they, damn good. They brought in some of the guys from New Japan as well, or actually Pro Wrestling Noah. And some of the matches and some of the collaborations between all, you know, everybody involved, fantastic wrestling. You know, it was really good, fun stuff to watch. Now, we touched on Andre the Giant. What type of match do you think him and, like, Bruiser Brody would have had? Very physical. Do you think he would have pulled some money? It depends on which version of Andre. Like, Andre later on, I don't think he could have worked the style that Brody would need to get his style of working over enough to draw money, you know? But just on their names alone, I think it would draw money. But... You know, for it to be the match itself to be a good match, I think it would need to be a younger Andre and an older Brody. So you know what, what you're mean? what you're saying is is that in their prime it would have drew more, but either way you go, the two names would have made money regardless. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, but yeah, just off the name of Bruiser Brody versus Andre Giant, I think that would have drawn money. I do too. But I don't for it to be a good match, I don't think it I don't think they were ever 
at the right stage of their career at the right time, you know, because by the time Brody got in his groove and older and more experienced and like had his style down and over, I think Andre was already at that point too old and too injured to be able to work the style that would need it to make it a good match. If that makes any sense. You know? It does. It does. If you could take up, if you could take a younger Andre before he got all the injuries that slowed him down and hampered what he could do in the ring and put him in the ring with the older Brody, that would have been a hell of a match, I think. I agree. I agree. Well, that doesn't make for a good podcast if we all agree. Well, fuck both of y'all then. How about that? There we go. That's just spiked the fucking German ratings. <laughs> Are we going to drink like beer out of one of the boot-shaped mugs or what? God, I fucking wish we could. Fuck yeah. <laughs> a Das Boot in Das Wiederhaus. I got shit faced. Was it um, uh, uh, um, a Bush Gardens? Uh, uh, they have the Oktoberfest down there in in the Das Vita House, and like every hour they fucking have Oktoberfest. Fuck yeah, they do. And goddamn, you don't make it through but two hours conscious <laughs> of Oktoberfest. It's a great time. Oh fuck, it's awesome. Or so I'm told. Now they they do that during the day and then the uh, the Halloween stuff at night or how they do that? That I that, don't know. The Oktoberfest stuff, like if you go in the in in the Das Wiederhaus place, that's like year round. Like every hour, they have an Oktoberfest celebration in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just in October, you know, during the Halloween stuff and everything. If you're in that Das Wiederhaus, it's Oktoberfest every fucking hour. And I'm um, sure it has made droves of alcoholics because of it. I've seen it. I don't. I've never been in it. Think we were down there for Christmas the last time we were there, and no, no, it wasn't. Last time I remember seeing that house was at Christmas time down there, and I think it was they had that thing going on while we walked past it because it was a bunch of people, everything like that. I'm trying to remember, for some reason I thought I heard here recently. Well, I don't know how recently, but in my mind it seems recently. That uh, they had closed the you know that area and was using that for something else now or was in the process of building it or thinking about doing it or something, but I, maybe now. I mean, the whole COVID thing. We ain't been down there in uh, two years now, so. I mean, I could be wrong. We all know how shit could scramble to my brain. Yeah, I remember the whole Germany at the King's Dominion on the. The avalanche. Yeah. I knew that shit would rock. We just had to try. I was doing Morse code in my underwear when that thing went sideways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should not be the front car on a roller coaster and look straight ahead and see the cars behind you. <laughs> we rocked it a little too much and then somebody's turned around on us. <laughs> but the potheads were impressed, so... <laughs> and nobody was injured, thank God. Yeah. Bobby just lost those 2% of listeners with that story because they have no fucking clue what we're talking about. My sister says she was, she was in the King's Dominion a week or two ago and that whole avalanche thing was uh closed down. Fucking blasphemy. That's the greatest fucking ride they have down there. That's the um, one next to the volcano, right? Well, the volcano is gone, but yeah. Okay. What, what, what's uh, 
What's in the place of the volcano then? A flat rock. Huh. Okay. I'm Fair so enough. old, I remember when the volcano was Smurf Mountain. Yeah. Because it was Smurf Mountain before they turned it into volcano. Now I want a fucking funnel cake. Fuck y'all. I still want the fucking... Oreos. I want yeah. the dust boot full of beer. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> or what was that other ride that we got on and... It- it, that won't no kitty ride. I'm sorry. It ratchet. Oh yeah, ricochet. Ricochet. Yeah. yeah. With the fucking switchbacks. Thought yeah. she was gonna die every two fucking seconds. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good times. Good times. Somebody need to call. You know, somebody need to be called about that because that was in the kitty section, and on the map is a kitty ride. You put kids on that, they're gonna be fucked for life. I thought that was next to the where they build the uh, the hurler. It was. Okay. Yeah. But it was labeled as a kitty ride on the little fucking map thingy. Oh, really? It was. Yeah. Hmm. It okay. was all painted up. It was like in the apple orchard thing. It was painted up like kitty ride. And we were like, hey, we'll just kill some time here. It ain't nobody in line. Holy shit. Worst I'm fucking roller die. coaster. Yeah. Worst roller coaster I've ever been on. I agree. I agree to that. I don't know. It, it, they moved the uh, the hurler and the shockwave to uh, Carowinds then in North and South Carolina. Hmm. And I rode the shockwave last, last year. And I believe that is the worst ride ever. Because they got that little biker seat that comes up and just crushes your manhood. And the lady looks at me getting all blue in the face going, oh, what's wrong? It's like, uh, my nuts. That's what's wrong. I am uncomfortable. And she's like, well, there's nothing I can do about those. Thank God. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the damn one, but it had like some sort of mountain theme or something. And it had the over-the-shoulder like harness that comes down and locks. And it, was, and it was one where, like, you went in a corkscrew and you come out of that, it dropped down and went around. Every damn time it smacked, like, I guess being a taller, every time I come around, you couldn't hold your head still, so it bounced between the headrest. You might be talking about the volcano, to be honest. No. Because it was, like, blue and white motif. Huh. The one that I remember was bad about the head thing was the... Uh, Grizzly. Outer Limits. Oh, the grizzly was shaking shit out of you, too. But every so, time I come around that last turn, my head would hit the fucking hinge on the damn sh- shoulder harness because my head was above where the damn pads were at. I don't, I can't remember what fucking damn park it was at. Kings Dominion, Carowinds, Bush Gardens. I'm looking right now, but, but you will not hear typing because I'm using my phone. So we're not going to hear any angry typing. No, because my internet is so shit, I had to close Facebook out because y'all were slowing down and going, oh, Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto. Yeah, a domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. So you're like domo. bilingual. You you go Germany and Chinese and all kinds That was of Japanese, but da comrade. Is That's that where, where I'm supposed to say same thing? Yeah. Savesies. Again, if you want to write hate mail, (laughs) 
Call it on our podcast at gmail.com. We thank. <laughs> <laughs> or you can leave it on our Facebook. We yeah. have a Facebook? I'd be glad when this whole COVID thing lifts and we can actually get back to some of these parks. I went outside today. Fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Regretted every yeah. minute. They won't butt for a minute because I was like, yeah, I'm taking my white ass back in here. I wonder how many people tuned in this podcast expecting, you know, actual wrestling talk. And now here we are talking about the weather in King's Dominion. If you would like to King's Dominion, Paramount, whoever the hell owns you at the current moment. <laughs> well, Paramount doesn't own them anymore. Who right. does? Some amusement park company thing. Yeah. Hang on, I'm on the website, I'll tell you. You can email us at Call it on air podcast at gmail.com. We, we think. think. <laughs> <laughs> they are owned by Cedar Fair Entertainment Company. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So if you would like to sponsor us. How do you send hate mail to them? Is that on the website? Oh, um, well, I just fucking closed it. Shit. It's. Kings Dominion Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Bobby, you click the contact us link. Yeah. Contact us online. Oh, it's just a little box you can fill the shit in. Well, that's no fun. They have a phone number, 804-87. Well, that just got bleeped. Because <laughs> you're not sponsoring us. Fuck you, man. Go old school. Go, hey, sponsor them weird motherfuckers. Actually, call them and tell them to sponsor us. Yeah, call them. Tell them to sponsor us. Send me a dust boot. I know that's Bush Gardens, but fuck it. They can find one. Maybe they won't have them stupid uh, Star Trek things following you around when you go down there. Since Paramount don't own them anymore. You mean Borg or, or the Tribbles? Wow. Or, or, or Klingons. Let's go Klingons. Okay, there we go. Oh, me. Oh, but the green ladies can follow me around. That's cool. I, I'm fine with that. I ain't seen no green ladies. Well, God damn. There's always them stupid Klingons. What's that phone number again? I'm going to call and complain. <laughs> the green ladies. <laughs> Y'all about ready to wrap this up and take it home? Yeah, I think this damn thing derailed about 48 minutes and 26 <laughs> seconds ago. That was two minutes before I logged on then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, subtract two minutes in. That's when it derailed. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone heard the silence of realization. <laughs> he said, hang on a second. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Call It On The Air podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Leave a five-star review and share us with all your friends. You can contact us by dropping us an email at callitonairpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>